thing. This happened to me last night, and I don't know how to explain it. For a bit of context, my father recently became ill, so I've moved home to help out my mother for a while. I still have young siblings and a grandparent living in the house, so I decided to stay in my parents' caravan out back. They only use it in summer, so I thought I could get some privacy. The caravan gets cold at night, so my dad gave me an electric heater to warm it up, but my mother worries, and she's concerned that leaving it on overnight would start a fire. I promise this is relevant. So last night I went to sleep, and around 4am heard banging on my window. I jumped up and opened the curtain, and my mother was standing there. I'm not going to lie, I was a little worried something had happened to my father, but she was just there to tell me to turn the heater off. I said, great, thanks for waking me up for that, then tried to get some sleep. This is where the weirdness begins. Just as I turn over, I heard a very faint crying. At first I thought it was someone in the house, but it was coming from the direction of the shed behind the caravan. I thought to myself, that's just a fox or some other kind of animal. But it slowly started getting louder. Not extremely loud, but loud enough it was keeping me up. I flung open the curtains to scare whatever animal was out there, but it was no animal. A child-sized shadow thing was sitting against the shed its head and its knees, crying. I've never jumped up so fast in my life. I instantly turned on all the lights and ran back to the window, but it was gone and the crying had stopped. Quickly I jotted down everything I had seen so I wouldn't forget it, and then I stayed up all night with the lights on. I still don't quite know what the hell it could have been. It was child-sized and like a shadow. The only features I could see were its body shape. I've never been so scared in my life. Some kind of animal. So I live in a rural place, and in a heavily wooded area. I've always felt totally safe in the woods, even at night. I used to go for night walks all the time. I'm not really a skeptic, I do believe in some paranormal things, though until the story I'm about to tell you, I'd never had an experience. Regardless, I still always try to find the most logical explanation, and I don't often feel scared or unnerved by things. This experience, however, really freaked me out, and I've been thinking about it ever since it happened. So, I thought I'd share. This was a few weeks ago. My parents had gone to bed, but I wanted to stay up late, so I settled into the living room to read. Our living room has these giant windows almost covering the entire wall. I left the blinds open and turned on one lamp, and then sat right by the window. My elderly dog, who had been let out already to go to the bathroom for the night and was back inside, started pacing the house and barking and wouldn't settle down. This is unlike her. She's super old, so she usually goes right to bed and knows not to bark in the house like that. We let her out again and she wanted right back in, so we gave her some food, and still for about an hour she just kept pacing and barking. She wasn't even barking at the windows or looking outside. She just paced up and down the halls and barked at nothing in particular. This kind of weirded me out, but I just shrugged it off, and then she finally settled down to sleep in my parents' bedroom. About 20 minutes later, I was reading on the couch by the window with my cat when I heard an animal outside. I only heard it take a few steps. 
It sounded large, and I figured it was probably a deer. My cat jumped up and acted super interested in what was outside, pacing up and down the windowsill and peering out there. Then, after a few minutes, the screen of the window furthest from me across the room starts shaking violently, like something is shaking or banging on it really hard. Again, these windows span the whole wall. It startled me, and I looked over. I couldn't make anything out in the dark or see what was outside. And then the shaking and banging grew even more violent, and the windows next to me started shaking too. My cat freaked out and ran out of the room. At this point, I was really scared, and I did something you'll probably think is kind of silly. I literally closed my eyes and threw the blanket over my head and waited for it to stop. The shaking slash banging lasted for several more seconds. I remember being taken aback at how much force seemed to be behind it. I just couldn't bring myself to look, though. I had an awful feeling that if I looked, whatever I saw would really traumatize me. It finally stopped, and I stayed under that blanket for two entire hours before I could work up the nerve to get up and go to my bedroom. By the time I'd woken up the next morning, I'd calmed down a lot and figured it had probably been just some kind of animal. So I went outside to go look at that window to see if I could find tracks. What I found made my skin crawl. There was a single long diagonal slash in the window screen of the window I was sitting right next to. If you were standing in front of where the slash is and looking inside, the slash aligns right over the spot where I was sitting. No tracks. So that's creepy AF. And what's weird to me is that if it were an animal, why weren't there more slashes? Just one single deliberate slash is strange. There were absolutely no scratch marks or slashes anywhere else on the screens or around the windows. Just that one. The other screens were just pretty loose now. If it had been a bird, I would have heard wings flapping. And I feel like I would have heard animal sounds if it had been any other kind of animal. If it was a person, which is even scarier to me, frankly, I would think someone who would do something like this would have taken it further and probably done more to scare and intimidate me than just shaking some windows and slashing one screen then leaving. Besides the shaking and banging, there were absolutely no other sounds. And since we live rurally, the chances it was a person seem even more remote. It freaks me the fuck out, but there's nothing I can really do about it other than put up trail cams. Nothing like this has ever happened to me the entire time I've lived here. A few nights before this happened, I actually started feeling some bad vibes from the woods at night, to be honest. Like I said, I'm normally very at ease with them, but I don't know, I was out smoking a few nights before in the backyard and felt like I was being watched. It made my skin crawl, and I had been avoiding going outside at night again. Then this happened. A Nightmare in Kentucky So after suffering many awful life circumstances in a particular part of the United States, I decided to take my two children and move to a more rural and desirable location for all of us. When I told my children that we would be moving to Kentucky and showed them photos of the deer, snow, large fields, and farms, they were really excited. I could barely contain my excitement myself just seeing how happy it made them. A couple months had passed and we were moved into our new apartment in Kentucky. We were taking walks on the trails in the evenings after school and work, enjoying seeing wild deer run alongside the apartment complex, and even just the snow 
since we'd never really had it before. We had spent all of 30 days in our new apartment when the governor of Kentucky shut down all public brick-and-mortar schools because of COVID, which meant I was now out of work. Although I was feeling defeated, like I had just made this huge change for my family and it was beginning to crumble already, I kept up my spirits and we went about our days as normal as we could. I stuck with our morning routine and the same evening routine, but throughout the day we were home now and I began to notice small things that I dismissed as my kids just not being honest with me. One afternoon, after completing lunch and finishing the dishes, I stepped out of the kitchen to serve my children lunch in the living room while they were doing schoolwork. I then went to use the restroom about ten steps away. When I returned, the children were in the same location in the living room, and I walked straight to the kitchen to pour a glass of tea. I found all the plates in the dish drainer turned the opposite direction that I had put them in. I stopped in my tracks. I asked my children why they came in the kitchen, and followed that up by saying I would get them something in the kitchen because they needed to be focused on their studies. They were both very serious and said they hadn't gone into the kitchen. I dismissed them and said, please don't do it again. But they repeated that they had not been in the kitchen. I was just about to scold them for lying, but refrained and said, okay, listen, let's just get back to our work. Which problem are you on right now? Can I help you if you need help? and the rest of the day went as planned. Another time I noticed my screens in the back windows had been pushed out. I went to put them back in, then asked my children who had opened the windows to do such a thing, and they said they hadn't. I sat them both down, and I brought in one of the screens and said, Do you see this? This is the indent from the inside of the screen being pushed outward. I know one of you did it. They both repeatedly denied it. Neither tried to blame it on the other, which is their usual fashion if they are guilty, so I suppose I should have suspected something else was wrong. Then, on night 35, we settled down for sleep. My children woke up in the middle of the night and asked if they could share my bed, so instead I said, let's all go to the living room and we can watch some TV as we get back to sleep there. We lay down on the two couches, myself and my daughter on one couch, my son on the couch angled facing ours, and watching TV, we all began to fall back asleep. As I began to drift off, I turned off the television and rolled over. I do recall rolling over several times more in the middle of the night and going back to sleep before I suddenly, and for no reason, awoke. Not groggy, but awake and fully rested, which was odd for me in the middle of the night. I sat up. The room had light from outside filtering in through the blinds, and as I looked at my surroundings, I could see my son on the couch moving to the left of the couch. I could see him moving, but not his arms or leg moving. So I squinted my eyes and moved my head an inch or so closer in his direction. It wasn't him moving, but rather him being picked up by his armpits, by nothing that had any shape or form, as he lay on his back and was being dragged towards the left of the couch. I swore that my eyes must be seeing this wrong. I rubbed them right away, and as I finished rubbing them, I waited even a brief moment before opening them again, expecting not to see what I had just seen. But in fact, just then, the nothingness that had hold of his armpits dropped him, and his body fell about six inches back onto the couch. I then jumped up quickly and ran for the lights, and I turned them on, then I turned all of them on in the apartment, and my children woke up. I was scared, but I couldn't tell them why, because I didn't want to frighten them, so I told them we were waking up early today to get a head start on the day. An hour or so passed before it even turned 5 a.m., and both my children by this point were questioning 
Why so early? So I said I'd take them for a nice morning walk when the sun rose, which we did. This would be the last day we spent in that apartment, but I didn't know this at the time. The afternoon went well. Nothing funny happened in the kitchen. Nothing else happened that day. Although several times throughout the day, I couldn't help but thinking about what I'd seen when I'd woken up. But then I would focus on the day's tasks again and try not to think about it. Soon it was evening routine after dinner, bath time, teeth time, and then bedtime. Don't ask me why, but I felt like we should be closer to the front door so we could get out quickly. And so we slept in the living room again. Except this time I moved the couch my son was sleeping on closer to ours. I wanted us to be all close together and sleep with the TV on all night. My daughter and I were watching TV as I noticed my son had fallen asleep. After another episode had played on television, I looked over at my daughter and she was still awake. 30 minutes had passed since my son had fallen asleep and I asked my daughter to close her eyes. She said she wasn't tired. I was soon glad she had asked for one more episode because right after I agreed to it and it started to play, my son started shaking all over. Not like a chill sort of shake, but a violent shake, arms and legs. My daughter and I sat straight up on the couch and watched for a brief moment, when as a mom, I felt paralyzed as to what to do. I slowly got off the couch and stepped toward him, his arms and legs flailing, and now his head was also starting. And I reached my hand to him, and right as I touched him, he not only stopped shaking, but his eyes opened right away to look at me, and he spoke and said, Hi, Mom. I stood back because I could see his eyes were as if he had been asleep. My daughter sat on the couch and screamed, Are you okay? I asked the same and told him he had just been shaking. He said, I'm okay. I'm okay. And rolled over to go back to sleep. I pulled his covers back up and he rolled over. No sooner than had I laid back down with my daughter on the couch when the blanket, not my son, but the blanket, began to shake violently. My son was laying completely still at this time. Again, we sat straight up. I yelled to my daughter in fright, Do you see that? She answered, Oh my God, Mom, what is happening? I once again took a step towards my son and reached out my arm. But just as I was about to touch the blanket with my hand, it shot up directly into the air, as if pulled by a corner, and lifted. But nothing else was in the room that could be seen. I was terrified. My daughter was screaming. However, my son was fast asleep until I touched him directly, and that is when, without hesitation, he jumped to his knees and hopped over to our couch, and again, I turned all the lights on. We packed our bags, which were some clothing, and went to a motel and have never been back. All the rest of our belongings were left there. I want nothing to do with anything from that place. In fact, if I ever see anything resembling anything I left there, I might shrivel up in terror. We had such... Wonderful plans for our move to Kentucky, but it seems that something did not share in our enthusiasm. We have never looked back and have never seen anything like that before nor since. Thanks be to God. <laughs>